0: New crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. What is going on? Shaq Thompson in the building, y'all, from the Panthers. What is going on, Shaq?
1: Not much. How y'all doing? I just got to yeah. say, man, y'all are
0: hilarious. I'm over here just laughing on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> they doing the most. More yeah. down here recruiting to trying to start headlines. I'm we dead what? serious, though.
2: I'm dead serious. Hey, I, 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 hey, I like that. Serious. I like
3: that, Mo. Mo, Mo got sense. Hey, I'm, yeah, hey I'm I already... Dead serious. Hey, I already... I already been starting my little campaign, anyway. I'm playoff T.O. I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Play play T-O. We
0: know you stay ready with your maintenance eight pack that you be doing from Waffle
1: House. Oh, yeah, yeah. But,
0: but anyway, Shaq, let's bring in this dude properly. 2015 first round pick out of Washington from Sacramento, California. Been with the Carolina Panthers. Eight seasons, 116 tackles right now, leading your career. But you have been through quite a few coaches, Rivera, Perry Fuel, Matt Rule, and now Steve Wilkes. But you have one of your last, one, four of your last six, including against the Detroit Lions. Shaq, talk about that big win against the Lions after your <laughs> boy Foreman and uh, Hubbard went off on the ground.
1: Uh, it, We knew it was a big game. Um, after the performance we had on the offense and defense versus Steelers previous week, then uh, Coach Wilkes knew we had to bounce back, right? That wasn't us, and we had to come back and establish ourselves. And we knew coming against Detroit, that was a great team, great offense, explosive Mm -hmm. players, a wide receiver, running back, great great offensive line, Jared Goff playing like one of the top quarterbacks um, that I've ever seen him play. And uh, we knew we had to stop their run. They had a three-headed monster back there with uh, Jamal Williams, Mm. uh, DeAndre Swift, and I think Jackson was the last guy. And uh, we knew we had to stop their run. Uh, they were a physical O line, and uh, we knew we had to be physical up front to be able to uh, hold that offense.
2: Let me ask you. So, I mean, that was that Detroit Lions offense. They came in like red hot. I mean, they was they were putting mm-hmm. points up on everybody. Did you guys see something in your preparation in the film to where you
1: felt like you can neutralize their offense? Um, our biggest thing was taking away taking away their run game. Um their run game is what was keeping them alive too, right? Um once you have a run game and a pass game, you got to be able to stop one. If you can't stop one, it's gonna be a long day for everybody. So we knew our our, our biggest thing was to stop their run game. and um of course, Jared Goff threw for about three fifty, you know what I mean, but there's nothing we could do with that. We just gotta play better coverage, tight coverage, you know what I mean we gotta tackle better and um and just get off the field on third downs.
3: yeah, what do you uh, attribute really the success uh, these last you know forty six games? Uh, that you've had uh, thus far. what do you attribute that to?
1: Uh, I definitely attribute it to Coach Wilson and staff, but I also got to attribute that to the players. You know what I mean? A lot of us started locking in and understanding that we can go out there and compete with every and anybody. And uh, if we really put our mind to it, if we go out there and don't make these uh, these dumb mistakes, you know what I mean, these pass interferences, these holding calls, these Mm -hmm. roughing the passers, these, you know what I mean, like don't beat yourself type of plays. And um, a lot of guys, man, once Wilkes took that interim head coaching job, Mm. you could just see the switch of players just buying in, locking in, and following a leader. You know what I mean? I'm not saying Matt Rule wasn't a leader, but being from North Carolina, uh, coaching here, now becoming an interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers, being to the Super Bowl, understanding the standard that was set here, um, a lot of guys seen that, and, and we all followed the alpha.
0: Well, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, and I, go ahead. that was really the thing I was just saying. You got you've been through so many coaches. I mean, can you at least be a little bit more colorful with respect to what the vibe was with Matt right. Rule you know, beforehand so we can get a little bit more of idea, you know, just the gravity of this contrast now that you're experiencing with Steve. I mean, what was going on? Um,
1: I think a lot of guys was just 50/50, you know what I mean? You had a lot of guys who bought in, then you then you could tell guys who who weren't bought in, right? And a lot of yeah. stuff was just going unseen, you know what I mean? Just kicking under the rug. And um, there was one game I came in and snapped on somebody, man, because we down bad, we losing. And somebody walk in with some headphones. And you know what I mean? The coach is just letting it go. It's like, bro, we're we, we in a game. And you just allowing people to come in here and do what they want. And it just wasn't i didn't just see like a lot of respect you know what i mean a lot of guys you can see a lot of just like fakeness like oh yeah we want to play we want to play but as soon as we got coach wilkes the whole thing And you know, yeah we got rid of christian we got rid of robbie uh we let let some guys go you know what i mean then this team just started playing playing crazy yeah because so was- i mean you can
3: now, you can like, no, no, you can liken really kind of the changing of the guard, almost like a, you know, we've all been to school and you have your teacher in there, but then you get a substitute teacher to come in, then you're like, oh, I can cut up, I can do whatever I want to. So when you think about somebody that's coming in with some leadership as a coach has, then that's what I mean. I think Josina hit hit on something then. That's what I wanted to know, too, is like, what was the, the atmosphere like with, you know, Matt Rule is the head coach versus now the head coach that you have now? Again, I think you just uh, alluded to it, too, is that you know, some guys bought into it. Somebody, some guys were 50-50. Some guys maybe didn't respect, you know, the head coach. Ben. How did that not happen, you know, from the onset? Because, again, we as, as, as football players, you obviously, you, we have a job to do. You want to go into the season, you want to win. So why wasn't really, why wasn't, Matt Rule getting the response and why were not you guys getting a response from Matt Rule as you guys are with the head coach uh, Wilkes now?
1: Um, I would say just a lot of accountability. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things with Wilkes. Like he going to call us out in front of everybody. And I'm not saying Matt Rule didn't, but coming from somebody who's been in the league X amount of years and who coached in the league X amount of years, you know what I mean? TO, as you know, a lot of, a lot of players respect that a lot more.
2: Than
1: mm-hmm. having somebody from college coming up and trying to tell people who've been in the league six, seven, eight years, a defensive MVP, um, an All-Pro player, and not listening to to these guys who understand football, who understand the league, who've been on Super Bowl teams, who who won them, you know what I mean? Just not listening to those guys, you know what I mean? Telling them like, oh, yo, this is not working, this is not working, and like, ah, oh, nah, this will work. Do this, do this. And they're just not understanding, you know what I mean? And I feel like we had too many checks and stuff going on to a defense. And when you know, football mm-hmm. just has to be simple. Yeah, It just needs that. We don't need X amount of many checks. We need one check and just let us play. We need one, two, three defenses and just let us play fast. Like, we don't need to be out there thinking, oh, who's going to Texas or who's going to California or who's playing in Europe. Like, we just need to be our right, – we all in Charlotte, let's play football.
0: But, Jack, do okay. you feel like people understood – the gravity too of the situation of Shaq, uh, excuse me, of um Steve becoming the interim head coach. Because when you think about what he went through, losing his job after one year with Arizona, and then becoming the defensive coordinator in Cleveland and not being there anymore, and then assuming this role, you know, I, I can't say at the time, based off of his entrance into that title, that there was great expectation. Though I personally know that Steve is a great coach, and we know that his former history there, what have you but now that he has that you guys have won four of your last six do you get the sense of what that not only means for Steve but also just in this bigger narrative in the league right now where you've got coaches like Jeff Saturday who are coming in with less experience and for Steve Wilkes to kind of be getting this redemption oh you guys still haven't got the you know the prize yet but you know to kind of be feeling that in the league based on how he was rejected at one point
1: yeah, and I think the biggest thing, too, we we got a young team, right? So a lot of guys were probably in college when all this happened, when Wilkes going to Arizona. Wilkes having a year, less than a year to be a head coach of Arizona, right? So a lot of those guys, a lot of our team was young, still in college. So a lot of guys don't probably re- don't really know that or they probably heard about it, right? I've been through it. I've seen it. Uh, Wilkes had left us, went to Arizona then I seen all of that play out and I was just like, man, he got, you know what I mean? He got messed over. Like it's messed up. So I think this team, we, we needed an alpha leader, right? We needed somebody to come in here and take control of, of the young guys and help develop and help the, help the vets out. Right. And Steve Wilkes was that guy. He came in here and he took over and he started leading us. He started showing us how to be leaders. He started showing us how to be accountable. You know what I mean? His biggest thing is to act of a champion, right? Accountability, commitment, and trust, right? Those are the three things you got to have to be able to play this game of football, especially if you want to play at a high level.
2: The interesting thing to me, though, was that uh, when you guys... Uh, you guys let Robbie, you traded Robbie, then you traded McCaffrey, you know, of course Baker. And I think and it was rumored that that uh, Burns was going to be traded. And so at that point, it seemed like it would be easy kind of just like to mail it in kind of like for the rest of the season because you're thinking, oh, man, the organization's having a fire sale. So they're letting everybody go. They don't believe in us. Was there a team meeting or was it – or was this the leadership of, of Wilks that kind of kept you guys together and, and, and put you guys back in, on
1: track? Uh, it was definitely a team meeting. Uh, it happened once Ruh had got fired. Um, mm. he came in here and they said, Uh, sorry, you know what I mean? He's gonna let us go. Then, uh, David Tepper came and, uh, you know, said, Coach Wilkes is now your interim head coach. And from then on out, that's when things changed. We knew our division was open. Um, mm. we knew this team was a good team, right? We weren't getting blown out by everybody, you know what I mean? We just didn't find a way each game that we lost to finish. And and that was our biggest thing is being a young team. We all haven't been in moments to where we had to go finish a game. We haven't all been through adversity together. Right. And knowing that and just having Wolves come in and put all the glue together and was like, man, we still, we have our fate. You know what I mean? Our fate is in our hands. We go out here and take control of this division. We just got to win these games.
3: Can you say that the, the the Panthers are you guys you know a team not really talked about? You guys are being overlooked. Uh, and my other question is 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 what, what what do you think about the addition of my guy? You guys just signed Josh Norman back to the defense. He's familiar with with that that organization. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh Norman. What 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 do you think about his his uh, his addition to
1: the team and what he's going to bring? Um, I definitely would think we're overlooked. Um, we're just a team that kind of just. Call it for what it is, you know what I mean. We were a team that was going like this every every week, you know what I mean. There's high games we play great, but come down next week and we're playing terrible, right? And that was just a roller coaster our whole our whole season, right? And um, we just got to find a way to just to stay high on that roller coaster and we play good ball, you know what I mean. We might have a big play and come around give the team 300, 400 yards, right, of rushing or passing or whatever it is. But to answer your second question, man. Getting Josh w- w- was a blessing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, losing one of our best corners, uh, JC, Horn, J.C. Horn, who had a tremendous year, you know what I mean. Bouncing back from last year with his foot coming back, playing the way he was playing, and just adding the veteran presence, right, of Josh Norman. I I was luckily in 2015 drafting, I was able to play with Josh Norman, and I seen the the leadership, just as a whole group, as a men coming together, just being able to come into a standard of mm-hmm. this is how we play football here. This is how we play defense here. Right. This is how we make plays. And Josh Norman was one of those guys on that, in that year, definitely, mm. who made majority of our plays for us mm. with the peanut punch. You know what I mean? And mm, That's right. That's going right, up, yeah. laying his body out there, full, full, full <laughs> length body, catching the pick in the end zone. It's just like right. you don't really see that much like people, especially corners. Going out there like that, giving their body up to make a play, but coming what? up, tackling people and stuff like that, changing games. I mean, you see a lot of corners changing games. Yes, you do. But I don't see a lot of corners literally full extension making plays like Josh did. You know what I mean? And just having that, especially for our secondary, since we're so young and really for our defense. Um, I think that was probably the best fit that that we did and the best sign that we had.
0: Well, I talked to Josh Norman last night. He was uh, up watching film, uh, just talking about how this could be a great you know, story, him coming back to the place where he started his career, the chance mm-hmm. you guys still have to win the division still mm-hmm. after all of this turmoil. You had three quarterbacks and all this other stuff, and it would be something if against the Bucs on Sunday, that's the game that I'm covering as of right now, that he would pick off Tom Brady. That would be, that would definitely be something. But really quick, one thing I got to get in here before you go to, I got to ask you about the quarterbacks because yep. y'all done went from Baker Mayfield. Yep. Y'all done had PJ Walker. Now y'all yep. got Sam Darnold back from the dead. And you know, I'm up here in New York. We don't uh. have a lot of talk about Sam Darnold with these Jets resurrecting his, now, and, and the Jets who gave up Sam Darnold and now had to toss Zach Wilson to go back to Mike White. That's a whole nother conversation. But what do you think about Sam Darnold resurrecting himself? and this
1: quarterback carousel y'all been going through? I think Sam probably has the most improved on this team. Mm. From, from what he's gone through to what happened last year, mm. you know what I mean? Just being in that stadium, hearing booze and all this stuff. Mm. And and I knew something this year. When I see him in OTAs, I said, he's, he's a different player. He's yeah. not making the same mistakes he did last year. Mm. Okay. Right? Like, That's he's throwing right. the ball out of bounds. There's nothing open. If nothing's open, he's using his feet, right? And as a right. defensive player, the worst thing to play against is a running quarterback, a mobile quarterback,
3: right?
1: Right? You could be in great coverage and you got it now, you got to worry about the quarterback. So I think Sam definitely, he's came a long way, you know what I mean? And seeing, I think when we got Baker, that lit something under him. Mm-hmm. I think that lit some under him. He wanted to prove and show that he can definitely be a starter or a franchise player, especially a quarterback. And, and for this team, for this organization or anywhere else, if we don't keep him or, or or if we say our goodbyes to him. But I definitely think Sam, Sam was those guys who definitely stepped up this year. And I got to say, P.J. Walker was a phenomenal quarterback when when Baker was down and hurt and Sam was down and hurt. P.J. Walker came in and stepped up and he played big and big games and we definitely got some wins with him. So the you maturing. think
3: that right. uh, yeah? yeah so you think the the obviously like you said you've seen in OTAs really uh, the maturation process of his uh, of his yes. game. Um, I think when you look at. You know the the different quarterbacks that you've played with and obviously now you guys have kind of like hit a stride and you feel like you have that quarterback to obviously to lead you guys and in, in, into the playoffs do you think sam donald's i think his involvement is it the decision making because i think uh when you look at or you try to defend uh a uh, 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 sam donald you don't really think that he's that dual threat you don't think of, of him as a mobile quarterback he's going to beat you with your beat you with your with his feet so obviously with his play thus far would you see oh say overall that is his decision making because again you guys know going in obviously like i said you got to have obviously some some weapons on the offensive side of the ball you got to put some points on the board and the way you guys are playing defensively that's what's going to keep you guys in in game and keep guys out of the out of the end zone so in order for you guys to progress as the playoffs looms do you think you guys gonna like again ride his shoulders um into the playoffs
1: uh no doubt right now like you said his decision making is is, is great right he's not making these same mistakes he made mm-hmm. last year right just throwing it to people or just throwing it blindly hopefully somebody catch it right he's making great decisions using his feet and i definitely think you know what i mean this game right here going against tom brady it's, it's going to be a championship game right mm-hmm. and we're definitely going to need him to be there to show us that he could definitely go but it's not just him right the defense right, yeah, and true. the special teams definitely have to show up to help him out, help the offense out, right? Absolutely. That's what I want to hear. Um, so we definitely have to come together as a team. Like, we played them week four or whatever, week five or whatever. Yeah. And we and we showed them, like, we we're ready to play. We're not the same Panthers that you're just going to come in here and roll over on us, right? We're just not right. just going to lay down and say, here you go. You're Tom Brady. You got it. Nah, we're not going to do that no more, right? And um, so it's, it's definitely going to be one of those games you got to see on Sunday. It's it's a it's a win or go home winning in. And um it's been mm. a long time since I've been in the playoffs. And uh it's a long time since this organization been in the playoffs. And so we this definitely be need something a- for Carolina.
3: Will this be a good test to see where you guys are? Because again, like I said, this is not really your traditional, you know, Tom Brady type of team. Uh they haven't really been you're really just just blowing people out as they, sure.
2: they've been the
0: but vast- Tom is still been Right, but it's it, yeah, but he's yeah, not vented. It,
2: They've had, to, right. they've had to, they've had they've had what he's saying is they've had to come back the last couple of games and right. they win by the skin mm-hmm. of their teeth right yeah, yeah for they, sure
3: they're, they're still i mean tom is still tom and like i said you know they're still like i said they're still room around they they still getting the playoffs and all yeah, that stuff but the too. box is
0: so, struggling we realize right yeah they're
3: struggling is this a good test for you guys mm-hmm. to see what you guys are made of
1: uh no doubt um i, I definitely do right because this is definitely a playoff game and say we win when we win, I'm going to say when we win, because I always okay. got to have faith in my, in my teammates. And no I doubt, do. no doubt. And when we win, you know what I mean, we got to play against the Saints, right? And right now we're all close of going away with this NFC Championship division, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's we're all one game right there. So these next two games are, are playoff type of games. First round, oh. second round, trying to get to that third round NFC Championship. These are these type of games. And for us to go out there and play against this like this is this is like you said T.O., you're right this is going to let us know whether we're built for the playoffs or or we're not this is this is this is going to let us know it. because the teams that are in the playoffs are built for the playoffs that's why they're in the playoffs their, their team is built so we got to go out there and understand it's not a happy go lucky game this is a we got to lock in this, this <laughs> right. is no mistakes you know what no. i mean no yeah. no dumb penalties Right. We got to lock in. We got to create momentum for ourselves being in a away game just like the Bengals did. you right, they were they were down. They yep. created four unanswered uh turnovers and and their offense showed up to every turnover and scored. Then the mm-hmm. outcome was what it is. But when we're up, we can't we got to understand like when they're down, they go tempo. We got to understand that. Right. We have to be ready for that tempo mentality those check downs, those four verts, we have to be ready for that, right? And we know, we understand he loves his tight ends when they go two many. He loves the tight ends. He loves the backs. And if he hit Gage or, or Godwin or, you know what I mean? Mike Epps or not Mike Epps, Mike uh, Evans on an out. Definitely
0: outboard, not Mike football.
1: Epps. Yeah, definitely not Mike Epps. You know what I
0: mean? or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So
1: it's like, we just got to understand who Tom Brady is and who he likes yeah. to go to. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, listen here. We appreciate you coming cool. on. I think I see Bob Marley in the background. You yeah, had your phone vertical Bob, the whole time. Man. I wanted to tell you to turn it horizontal this whole time. But can you just can you just shift the camera? Can I can I see Bob? Yeah, no, no, I find oh, the, the, right oh. The, oh, there uh, we the go. Camera. There we go. So we're gonna waft the Jamaican energy, reggae energy. Yeah, oh, there God, we Bob, go. Hilarious. That's what we needed this whole time. We yeah, get Bob Marley in the picture, but look, we appreciate you coming on into the crew, Craig. and chatting with us, MC and T. It look, what they have look you. like
2: they're kinfolk when you kind of did that there, right there. <laughs> oh, that's right, like that's right. That's, right, that's right. right listen, Bob Marley right.
0: had a lot of kids. You never know, you might wanna to go to uh, ancestry.com or whatever that thing is. But look, <laughs> tell the folks that- <laughs> no, 23 or whatever, right. Go, uh, listen, <laughs> tell the folks at home, uh, who you are, what your name is, and tell them you are watching the crew. Where you
1: can find you, yeah. Man, Shaq Thompson, linebacker from Carolina Panthers. You can find me on the crew, man. One of the best podcasters I ever been a part of, man. Great people on here. Make sure y'all watch the crew. Y'all just game the fan on the crew podcast, man. I thank you guys for having me. Have a blessed day. We uh, appreciate it.
0: Thank you for coming on, Shaq. We'll catch you next time. I'll see you in Tampa
1: all right see you guys yeah good all luck right. to you
0: guys yeah, appreciate down. You. And on the other yeah. side we got darren mckee to talk about this on uh, nathaniel hackett uh firing and all these coaching candidates who are uh potentially gonna get this job here we go real quick